just trying to find the volume right there. Hi there, my name is Andrew Adams and this is Don't You Dare Talk To Me. Um, took a couple weeks off, holidays, all that, everyone celebrates. Um, back out here at the Wedge, it's a beautiful day and I have a very special guest with me. I want to introduce a very talented glassblower, Juan Carlos. Say hi, Juan. Uh, hi. <laughs> I know it's a little weird, right? So I know we were kind of like talking beforehand and everything, but so Juan, I met you just the other day, you know, we've met in the past, you know, cross paths, working in the like glass blowing community and everything like that. Um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And this is probably like, this is a step out of the comfort zone, but again, I really appreciate it. A little bit, like, thank you. This yeah. Is, it makes me a little bit nervous, but, uh... Did you ever, like, when you were, like, performed in front of people, do you ever get, like, stage fright? Oh, yeah. Yeah? A lot. <laughs> Why do you, like, what do you feel when you, like, get stage fright? Does it always, like, do you always kind of, like, think, like, oh, man, that's, like, I'm not going to think of what to say? Or what? Do you, what's your whole hold up? Because that's my whole thing. Anytime I freeze up, I'm like, I don't know what to, like, say next. Well, I'm really bad at, like, trying to show off or <laughs> whatever. So it's more like mm -hmm. I get super nervous. I don't know what to do. I start to think about like what I'm doing wrong instead of what I should be doing. Yeah, it's that that inner voice that always gets you. You know, mm -hmm. where you're just like you're like, am I meeting those expectations? But <laughs> I've already established like the, with this, like Rob, I'm recording here. The expectations are super low, and also too, I like it's like the end of the year. It's like we just hit our one year anniversary not too long ago. Um, and it's really cool because they showed like the wrap up and like my first listener was in Canada and I was like who the fuck is in Canada <laughs> listening to this shit like I was like literally like the world is a very massive place so who, yeah man who are you listeners yeah I, fucking not Canadian I guess and then like you know we got some Americans in there I know there's some people from Brazil um, I know that there's some people from Germany like there's a little like percentages it'll show you like the analytics like I don't know who is listening to them like they're but they're like i hope they're enjoying it i don't really look at the drop off but like yeah man this is more for me than anything so i hope they like my story no man you got a great story <laughs> but more about you man like you're a glass blower do you do any kind of like this is just for like kind of for me like okay. do you do any more like art or anything that like, you drop draw paint do you like no like i'm huh. pretty bad at art i cannot draw oh get out of here you're so modest just glass blowing just glass blowing? Mm -hmm. How long you been doing it? About seven years. Yeah. I got into glass about seven years ago. I've been blowing glass maybe six. What made you get into glass? Uh, honestly, like I don't know. It was more like I. Everybody likes glass. Yeah. Everybody likes the texture. There's always a, a purpose for it. Mm -hmm. So I always liked glass. I moved to the U.S. and. I went to Opticus Garden, uh -huh. the place that sells pipes. Is that over the one over on Patton? Mm, no, it's on Patton, the first one. Yeah. It's on Patton. So I went there uh -huh. uh, to buy a pipe and they had glass pipes. I've uh -huh. never seen a glass pipe in my entire life. Really? That day I wanted to make a glass pipe. Huh. Do you, can you, what was the kind of pipe that you made or that you saw? It was just like a normal uh, freight pipe, yeah. yellow freight pipe, and I love the shape. It was <laughs> locally made because I remember it was expensive. But I was like, what's the difference? And yeah. they told me these ones are important, these ones are local. So I bought a local pipe. Oh, nice. So that was another thing, and this is another curiosity. Like, with when it comes to Asheville's, like, you know, the certain smoke shops, do you guys sell direct to them or do you have like a distributor that goes through them? Like, how does that work when you're selling a piece? Uh, you can sell to distributors, you can sell it yourself, you can sell it to stores. Yeah. Uh, if you sell them to stores, you get 50% of the price. If you sell them to distributors, you get 30% of the price. Yeah. Uh, it's is pretty it, solid. Mm -hmm. It's depending how much you want to make. Have you been working on anything like that? I know you kind of mentioned back there, but it was kind of live when we were driving beer. Uh, since I'm working at a shop right now, like right now, like my to get to the shop, I'm paying Uber. Yeah. And it's getting expensive. So right now I'm just trying to make two days of product work, production, mm -hmm. uh, glass blowing, so I can pay for my shop. Gotcha. Do you have you like looked around here at a certain shop? Like was there a certain one that you had your eye on? Or do you have like a dream shop per se? Uh, I sell most of my glass on Facebook. Uh -huh. Like, 
I'm not really into making production. I, I cannot work that way. Yeah. I'm more like whatever is gonna happen. Yeah, happen. whatever sticks, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I gotta start. I gotta start doing production work now. Yeah. And for people that aren't really familiar, and I'm not asking for myself because I totally know <laughs> what that is. Like, <laughs> what is production when it comes to glass blowing? Um. Production is repetitive work. Yeah. Something that shops sell really fast, mm -hmm. so we can keep making over and over and over. So kind of like making like, when it comes to just making like making the same thing each day, like you know. A production like you can make, you can work on a pipe for an hour. A production pipe, if you work more than 15 minutes, you're wasting time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I mean you only have so much time in a day to like meet that quota. So, it's like production work is like an expensive glass, functional glass. Nice. So also too, we gotta plug your shit, man. Like we gotta like. So I know it's hollow glass on Instagram. So you can go ahead and check all your stuff out there. So what? Like, do you have a certain name on Facebook, or is it hollow glass across the board? I have a John Noll on Facebook. John Noll. J H O N. J H O N. And that's it. Instagram and Facebook. I like to make little stuff, miniature stuff. That's what I really enjoy making. The little ones that like you had on your page, like the ones that are like this, they're kind of like um, hourglass shaped. Are those pushes or like, what are those exactly? Just little ornaments? I think... I think I can pull it up. Hold on, let me go ahead and just... I think those are just pendants. Just pendants? Yeah. Hold on. I only make functional glass. Which is very reasonable. My goal is to make stuff that is hard to make. I like that. Hold on, like this one. I know that was like a little turkey leg. Yeah. That's like, what would you use it for? Is it just like terpels? Nice. Yeah. I see. All right. It's all functional. Hey, I meant to ask you about this. this is just, well, this is just like to anyone. I guess, but what's your thoughts on NFTs? Because I've been like kind of like picking around with trying to upload one, and I just wanted to kind of like pick your brain and see like what you think on NFTs. I think cryptocurrencies and NFTs are the future, uh -huh. and I think we're stupid if we don't jump in them ASAP. We don't know nothing about it, but we know that's the future. I know that's what I mean, man. Like I was just thought, like because the th like I was looking at some of like the market and everything, and I was just like shit. Anyone can like just upload this or like spend some Ethereum or like, you know, some Polygon or whatever. It's more about, I think, I was watching a lot of videos today on YouTube and I think they're making this more about, more for like a status symbol. Yeah. Like, oh, I can afford a $300 paint that anybody can have, but I can afford the 300, so I pay the 300. <laughs> it's just like saying I can throw money in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but but uh, I don't know if you know about Metaverse. But yeah, we were talking about it a little bit the other day. You know, today I was like, on Metaverse, you're gonna have like a real world. There are a lot of different Metaverses. Yeah, you know that, right? So there is gonna be one, like the main one, Facebook one, and you're gonna be able to have whatever you have outside in there. Yeah, right. So today I went to see like, how can I do it? And one of the cheapest piece of properties in the game yeah. is ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like American? Just like ten dollars at like American cash or like just crypto? Jesus US, Christ. For virtual virtual land, virtual property. For I think it was eighty pixels by eighty pixels. Damn. <laughs> That's fucking wild. It's like a little square as big as uh what is that game that has like blocks that you dig holes and Oh, uh, Minecraft. Minecraft. It's yeah. like four squares of Minecraft. So you're playing like little, little squares and that's 10k right there, just for those. 10k, but you can do parties and you can put all your NFTs there if you can build a house. Uh -huh. You can uh, rent your spot in case someone wants to like sell anything on your spot. It's going to be like a real world. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely the next step when it comes to interaction. Because uh, people have seen that there's, like, limited interaction when it comes to, like, the pandemic and everything. Like, you know, there's stuff that's going to split us apart, so. Actually, I, I'm not, like, into uh, conspiracies. Yeah. But right before, when COVID hit, like, I, I know about Metaverse for the past five years. Yeah. 
And when COVID hit, I was like, I'm wondering if Facebook is doing this because Metaverse <laughs> is about to be released. That's a crazy thought. COVID, COVID was started by Facebook in order to push Metaverse. <laughs> Keep everybody at home. Everybody stay back. <laughs> We're going to make sure that we can get Metaverse <laughs> up and running. Hey, it's not a bad plan, you know? I feel like it's like that, just a really like movie villain, like mustache twirling, like super villain, like Mark Zuckerberg just being like, I want to destroy the world now. <laughs> look at how people were looking at Bitcoin before COVID and look at him now. Yeah, it was very silly when it came to like, beforehand, everyone was just like, oh, that's nothing, that's a scam, like that's a total Ponzi scheme. And all of a sudden it just blew up into this like multi-billion dollar like venture. Ecuador. It's crazy, man. Ecuador uh, yeah. runs on dollars, American dollars. Yeah. A lot of the world take there's like a lot of places where they'll take American currency like yeah but like Ecuador like you pay on dollars you know in yeah. Colombia like we have our own money but um, there is a country I forgot I think it's El Salvador uh-huh. but now they all they take is uh, Bitcoin seriously I don't understand like a virtual currency kind of being able to make the the main denomination that's wild. It kind of seems like a big risk because, like, if the if the market fails, then like your whole country fails. Like, it's not just like a some like day trader. Yeah, but it's crazy. I think if if there is something that's gonna be out there competing with the dollar, yeah, it's because they want it. That's a good point. You know, that's it's always gonna be that that you know kind of divide it's like there. The dollar, euros. Yeah. You know, now is the dollar, Bitcoin gold euros (laughs) gold's making a comeback i tell you that's why you everyone just needs to invest in gold i think they don't want people to buy gold because they realize like oh my god gold we need gold yeah Mm -hmm. like oh shit we can't run out of that we can't run out of gold that's crazy man all the electronics and everything run on gold we don't really need gold that's true chips and everything Mm -hmm. just like this machine right here it's just like you know it has a shit right in it right in there mm-hmm. i need to break open my phone and go smelt this down <laughs> i'll be rich <laughs> got a motorcycle over there oh that's right i have to do an ad thank you motorcycle that's actually a great <laughs> intro because i'm sponsored by bruce's bikes bruce's bikes yeah bruce's bikes it's the premium motorcycle rental agency of Asheville, north carolina really that's right. If you want to rent a motorcycle and you're in Asheville, North Carolina, you can contact Bruce's Bikes either on the internet or through Ridershare to rent a motorcycle today. This is an amazing city <laughs> for you to be able to ride around in a motorcycle. That's that, awesome. That's right. It's a, <laughs> it's definitely a good city for motorcycles. And if you can ride the Indian motorcycle i forgot the i think it's like a thousand cc you know 670 horsepower it's it's a beast it's it's called sex on a stick that's the nickname (laughs) (laughs) definitely that you got that one and then i think you got you got the triumph for sale so as that motorcycle rides off so will this ad go to bruce's bikes if you have a, a legal motorcycle license within the state of north carolina this message was brought to you by don't you dare talk to me (laughs) now back to the show (laughs) as you guys can see this is definitely no planned nope at all no that was perfect though because i had like the the background for the motorcycle i didn't have to make it with my mouth i didn't have to go like like i didn't have to do that shit or anything like you know like i would have gone like no perfect man um fuck there's no coming back from that though but thank you you did a great job with that ad like you're natural uh oh man what were we talking about before that let's try and let's try and get this back somewhere on track well actually let's talk more about more about our special guest here you know so let's get like what's up with you man like you you said that you came from like colombia and everything like when did you come to america or when you come to the united states so I'm from Bogota, Colombia. Okay. My parents are, my mom is from Spain, my dad is Colombian. So mm-hmm. crazy nationalities. Um, Worlds collide. Uh, my dad has been in the US for as far as I remember. Uh-huh. So I always li- live with my mom. I lived in Colombia or Spain. Yeah. And one day I decided to come visit my dad. 
And then I came visit my dad and met this girl and fell in love and here I am. Wow. All of, all for love. It all came back to love. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, man, love will definitely fuck you up in life. Like mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things, and I'm I'm sure anyone any listener can relate. And anyone who does have love in their life, it's a great thing. So love is everything. Yeah, man. That's the but, only thing that's really kind of like keeps this world glued together. You know, mm-hmm. people people will do a lot, but for love, that's crazy. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. I probably haven't gone as far as you have for love, you know, like traveling like worlds and everything. But mm, yeah. you don't want to. Like, love sucks. I think love is just to connect us. Yeah. And after that, like... It's chemical reactions in the brain. Yeah. It all comes down to science, my friend. It's one of those things where, like, you know, it's you just have that certain, like, reaction to a certain stimuli. And then your your lizard brain, your monkey brain goes, like, gotta have it gonna do it gotta need it you know and we do that shit for all sorts of things you know and it's it's kind of it's kind of like we try and justify behaviors we try and do all sorts of shit but like you know it all comes back to just like the lizard brain the basics are basics for sure we need to eat Mm-hmm. And we need to have more humans. <laughs> we need to eat shit and find shelter and fuck <laughs> and reproduce. Mm-hmm. That's oh, all. Man. That's pretty much it. Like that to get down to like podcasting and everything beyond that is just extra. That's just trimmings, you know. So. That's what I'm glad everyone is not like me. Because oh, yeah? if everyone was like me, there wouldn't be a human trying to get out of air to save humanity. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's real. busy down, like, you're just eating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just over here sitting on that. You're just like, I'll let that happen. I just gotta... <laughs> yeah, I was meant to just be. Yeah, man. I wasn't meant to make a rocket and then send it to space and see if I can send humans. <laughs> Imagine though, imagine the person that woke up one day and went, Oh, I gotta send someone into space. I gotta shoot some people into space, man. Like, that was his drive, like, in life, is just to, like, get up and, like, shoot someone into space. You know, it takes all shapes. Here we are. Here we are, man. In Mars already. Well, there's still no people there, so it doesn't count. We got a lot of robots on Mars. Do they, like, do you know if they're able to get Mars drones off of Mars? Or do they, are they just, like, so. up there bumping into each other? Just, like, like just running into each other. Did you know, like, the first time we ever put our feet wheels on Mars was in 65? Really? So we were, we were up on Mars way before all this. Dang. We've been there since 1975. Uh, five years ago, what's that guy's name? Um, what did he do? Like he was in a wheelchair. Oh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking told the world he no. was like, uh, I don't think Ed has more than a thousand years left. Oh. And I think our mission, instead of being like the most powerful companies in the world, I think our mission is to save humanity. So we should be using our energy on that. Yeah. Would you, if you had the chance, would you go into space? Like, if they had a rocket and they're like, hey, we're taking volunteers to be go colonize Mars, would you I be think, like, hey, sign Juan Carlos up? I actually, maybe like 2008, 2007, there was a Mars One uh, application that you got to fill. I filled mine. Oh, really? Damn, man. I didn't know that was a thing. So, well, I guess I'll check you out on Mars, man. I think everybody wants to go to Mars. I feel you. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I'm not going to live to see the end of the world. Like, not in that sense. But, like, I know that it's just, like, I don't want to spend it trying to live like shit on another world. Being like, all right, you only have so much air to breathe and, like, you sleep in a little tiny box. Like, But that's, like, you know, it's, it's not for... That's not, not for, for everyone. you. Yeah. No, like, that's not, like, for yourself. That's for humanity. Yeah. You know? I guess you're right. That's like, yeah, like if that's what I'm saying. If everybody was like me and they'd be sitting down, they wouldn't be trying to save every fucking body. Nah, they'd just be like, all right, I'm just gonna kick it. I live my life, I don't care who's behind me. (laughs) You're not a Karen who's like, what if you're like, you know, you're not trying to invent the next like wheel or whatever, next rocket. So when when you sign the Mars One, they ask you, like, uh, would you would you have the same? Would you change your mind if there was a no coming back? Oh, what'd you uh, say? Well, no, I signed that knowing yeah. that I might not come back. I might not even make it there, but I want to try that. Yeah, you're like, I want to shoot myself into space. What if they have like a little monument over there? Like, yeah, 
They're just like Juan Carlos, first, Juan Carlos first man here, in space. And nobody will ever see it ever, ever, ever again. Nope. <laughs> this is up there in space. It's really dusty. Only with the three other people I went there with. They, yeah. they have their own monuments. They're like... They're a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> in, in size, they go up. <laughs> yeah, how do they call them? Aliens. <laughs> they're like, who the fuck is this? Like, they show up and they're just like... There's like these three foot tall statues just like all there. And people are just like, who the fuck is this? Get this out of here. We need to build a mate Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, but you know how we... What, what if that's what happened to the pyramids? What if, oh, like, they drop some people off and then they die. And now we just evolve and we're like, wow, look, a pyramid. What is that? Huh, hey, cool. check that out. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and it was only three guys and three pyramids. Yeah, we. that's all we did. We, we were born here and we... Grew, did this because we thought we were going to save humanity. Thank God people were impressed by the pyramids. They were like, wow, that's amazing. And they weren't just like, that's disgusting. And like, tried to demolish it or whatever. Just being like, we don't need Because there's so many graveyards and like, you know, graves that have just been like demolished or whatever. Because they're like, oh, we got to build apartments here. You're like, let's get these bodies out of here. Or like, because it's like, oh my God, I told these people the wrong thing. Like, banish that. <laughs> I told them like, giants didn't exist. Now we just dig it freaking 10 foot long guy yeah now now we gotta dig it up so <laughs> you hide him that would be crazy man if one of these days because there's a lot of land in america that hasn't been like you know excavated or whatever we just come across in the woods like just some giant or some like bigfoot that's been buried there and we're just like oh shit we found bigfoot so uh, i was watching this video of construction like crazy constructions yeah and that is one of the crazy constructions is a building in miami uh-huh and no sorry it was a building in it wasn't miami it was california or something no it's one of them hot states it was, was in it? miami sorry okay it was in miami and they were digging so they can put the the structure for the tall building yeah and they found a fossil Ooh. that had like whales that belonged to california so there was whales that like came from the, like over in the pacific over to like the atlantic that's so crazy. pretty much like whatever where Miami is, uh, at one point that was California or whatever. I mean, yeah, there was the the proof of Pangea, like where like all the continents were one and then slowly broke apart, which is crazy because that's why like there's so much stuff around there. In Miami, in Miami, see. Back nah, in Miami. Out of Orlando, Spanish. Just imagine like the stuff that the mountains hide, like you know, like everything. Like, yeah thousands of years that's what i mean there's got to be stuff under there you know it's just like that is way beyond like our time like it'll be discovered way way down the line Atlantic. just as like the mountains start to erode or kind of like you know shrink down so that'd be so crazy yeah man because apparently the like mountains were way bigger back in the day and they've just eroded over time so eventually they're just going to keep going and going and something's got to come out of it I don't know if we're going to find, like, a big, like, you know, Godzilla or whatever. You just, like, you know, in the rock. No, we already found Godzilla. Oh, yeah? What was a Godzilla? I don't know. <laughs> I don't dinosaurs? Know. <laughs> <laughs> All the dinosaurs. <laughs> we found dinosaurs. That's essentially Godzilla. <laughs> we had, like, a couple uh, places in Colombia where they find fossils. Uh -huh. Yeah. But I don't think we had dinosaurs there. What kind of like what kind of fossils were there? Probably like the bug ones or the fish ones. Like little stuff. Oh, like, like the little ones. Ah, I got you. Like stuff from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I know you mentioned, and this is just a venture for you of just like having kind of a tour guide or kind of a tour channel for like Colombia. Can you tell me just like just like this places that you would recommend going to, or like the places that you'd be like, oh, that's a cool ass place, you know? Like just kind of like describe it a little. Well, <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot, but hey, it's what I do, so. Um, I don't know, I told you the other day, like. I know Bucarton, Um that was one that you're like, ah, fuck that. And I hate to say that, because I don't, like, anyone that lives in Bucarton and you're listening, like, fucking great, but thank you, but. No, like, <laughs> Bogota is a good city. Yeah. But if you don't know Colombia and you want to know Colombia, Hey, train. <laughs> we got a train here. Let's take a quick pause. Sorry about that. We had to pause for a train. Train pause. <sighs> um, back to it, man. So, back to it. So, I know you said you didn't. You lived in Mexico for a while, didn't you? Like, where did you live there? In El Salvador. Oh. Mm. 
So I left Colombia. Like I live with my mom. I grew up with my mom. Uh-huh. Uh And Colombia was at war. So we left the country and we went to El Salvador, the second country at war. What year was it? Do you remember? Mm, I would say. <coughs> Excuse me. Late '80s, early '90s. Okay. All right. That's yeah. I get. I, I get that. Yeah. Kind of because that's definitely a very like volatile time for like, you know, both countries mm-hmm. and yeah. Like that's when both. It's a very very fucked bad. up time. Yeah, so I went uh-huh. <laughs> from country to country. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and you're probably too. Like anyone who hasn't traveled outside of the country, you know, just to kind of put into scope how big the world is, you know, to walk across countries. So it's crazy. Well, that was way after that. Yeah. Okay, I guess we can start. No, that. no, we don't have to start that. I want to hear like when you were in El Salvador. Like, I want to hear like a little, well, just a little bit about. That. I just have like brief memories there. I have like crazy memories. Uh-huh. The first thing, okay, something that like the first thing that I remember. I mean, yeah. Um, memories are fucked. Like they're always hazy. So no, don't feel bad to like get details or whatever. It's more about translation. Yeah. Like how to say it or whatever because. They can tell already. English is my second language. Hey, man. Yeah, my second language. <laughs> but... No, no way. <laughs> I didn't... Got well, me. I was trying, man. <laughs> well, no, nah, man. Don't t- well, don't worry about translation. Like that, I encourage you not to. Worry no, I'm about just trying that. to like find oh, the best way to say. Back. Don't worry, I can just scream now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to. <laughs> hey don't don't apologize to them now nah, let them get let them listen to this let them listen to how loud this train is but hey this well, is in my defense i did bring us out here so well yeah it's not my fault <laughs> it isn't your fault Juan carlos not at all so pretty much we are behind a train station yes and they don't stop 24 hours a day yeah don't they know that people are trying to record audio out here <laughs> I mean, trying at least. <laughs> no, they're so inconsiderate, that train company. And you forget, too, how long trains are because it just goes on and on. And the worst part is that he's going to stop and then they're going to switch the track and he's going <laughs> to back up. I thought that's what up. they already did. I thought that's why they backed up to switch their route. You pick up two and then they grab this and take them oh, all shit. the way south. You're right. Change the lines and go... Like, all the way back I feel like it's not that bad right now <laughs> have you heard them crash yes I have it's it, it's horribly loud that's right behind uh, 42 yeah the shop but yeah he's gonna grab this and back up as fast as he can and then he's gonna stop the engine and uh-huh. all that is gonna keep going on its own Wow Wait, so this one, he's just giving it, like, a bump? Like, he's just kind of using that momentum to keep it going? You know, like, the, the the track switch? Yeah. So, what they're doing is they pick this load, and then they pull it forward, uh-huh. and then they switch the tracks. So, this moved back, and now he's going to move it, like, 20 miles an hour uh-huh. and hit the brakes. So, that's going to keep coasting all the way to the other side and attach to more. Oh. And then they pull them, and then they do the same. This is just one. Jeez Louise. Yeah, man. You see trains all the time, but you never consider how complex it is in order to kind of, like, haul cargo and everything like that. This is a weird question. Have you ever ridden on a train? No? Like, either as a passenger or, like, no? I've tried. It's fun. I've tried. Oh, to, like, hop a train? Like, where you try and get, like, on a car? Yeah, I see. I bet that's really hard. In the movies, it looks like people see you see people running and hopping on trains all the time. But that shit is like way harder than it looks. Um, I always wanted to ride on a train and a helicopter. Oh yeah. And I wanted to ride on a Greyhound in the U.S. Uh huh. Never get on a Greyhound. Have you ridden on a Greyhound, I take it? Oh my god, It's man. shit, man. You have a toilet, you have a porta potty in the back while you're just cram-packed with people. That's the least I was worried about. What else were you worried about? My friend was like, you want to drive here? You should rent a car. It was like $1,000. I'm like 21 years old. Not doing that. <laughs> nope. I'm taking a bus. 
So I was like, what about if I Greyhound? And he was like, yeah, it's going to be maybe a couple hours longer. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. So I got on my Greyhound. My 12-hour trip ended up being 26 hours. Oh, my God. Just straight? Did they take any breaks? No, like, they stop, and then you get on another bus, and yeah. that bus goes to, like, freaking South Carolina, and you're like, oh, finally, we're here in North Carolina, and you're like, wait, where... Wait, why am I up here, like... Like, dude, like, you took us, like, fucking two hours down that way, yeah. and then drive two hours back this way, and I'm, like, 20 minutes from where we started it. Oh, my know? God. I bet they're just like, yeah, we gotta go pick up people in the middle of fucking nowhere, you so... Know? I'm glad like you actually asked this question Go because for it. this has to be has to do with like the whole story. Oh, bitchin'. Let's go. Part of the story, at least my glass. Take it wherever you story. want it, man. So part of my story. This is like my story uh, after Colombia, okay. I guess. What year is it? Two thousand one. Okay. So we're in the twenty first. So You're just out of Colombia. I just Got to the U.S., man. See, that's what I was saying. Yeah. We should just start for, like, the Colombia, so... <laughs> no, man, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's just, All like... Right. So, uh, I always like rollerblading. I'm okay. a rollerblader. And that was my hobby, and that was my life, and that was my lifestyle. That's all I live for. Nice. It was go work and then go skate. Uh, cash your check, buy skates, and go back to skate. That's all I did for 15 years. <laughs> I bet you were fucking awesome, man. Did you do, like, grinds and stuff? Like, were you, like, yeah. Yeah, that's all I did. <laughs> you gave me the look, like, yeah, you fucking know I did. Yeah, like... So, you were rollerblading, like, where were you at? Like, where would you, like, you know, go skate at and shit? Well, like, okay, so I was a rollerblader. I came, I started in Colombia with, like, my friends. But mm -hmm. I came to the U.S. And, and I bought my pairs of skates here. I'm like, I'm going to go to the skate park. There was a skate park in Asheville. Uh, it's called Foot Lion. Yeah. Uh, and I started skating. Um, I was at the skate park and I was sitting down and this guy on rollerblades, he pulled up. And I was like, hey man, you want to skate? Uh, and we became friends. Yeah. Um, he's the reason I went to Chicago in the first place. Okay. But he was from Chicago. Uh, he just moved here. He was my age. He had a one month old daughter or whatever yeah he was really good at rollerblading so we became friends that's all we were doing skating bonded um, over the blades yeah like it was pretty much like i didn't speak english he didn't speak any spanish so it was kind of hard to at first uh -huh. it was crazy like we still like every time we talk now it's like we don't know how that's they pretty fucking talk. cool man like rollerblades brought two worlds together that's pretty sick i'm pretty much like you know like gestures and signs and like whatever you translate there was not even smartphones back then so oh yeah hard. you're right and he pretty much oh, you know yeah about that had to pause for the train again on one of your visits to chicago well so he was from chicago i went to chicago a few times uh-huh with him in his car so that's where the second time, the third time I went on Greyhound. Yeah. Thinking it was going to be that long, but I would get to enjoy the country. Yeah. Well. <laughs> get to see the sights, see America. Since I came from Colombia, like, yeah. um, I grew up in Bogota, and Bogota is at 9,000 feet above sea level. Yeah. So the mountains there, it's just mountains. Everywhere you look is mountains. Right. Uh, the first time that I went to Chicago with Nick, my friend, mm -hmm. um, I fell asleep on the back seat of his car and I woke up maybe five, six in the morning, like after like eight hours on the car. Uh -huh. I was super tired. I remember like waking up like, oh my God, we're still in the car. I'm wondering. Like, oh, fuck, I'm still here. <laughs> no, more like I'm wondering how far, you know, <laughs> like I'm done, like I want to yeah. be, you know. And I'm looking out the window and I'm like, something's weird, but I don't know what it is. And I was looking for like maybe 20 minutes until he realized I was awake. And I remember he's like, so what you think? And I was like, it's nice, it's a little cold. And he's like, no, what you think about no seeing mountains? 
and that's when I looked back again out the window oh. and I was like oh my god that's what that's what was weird like I was looking and you could see forever and ever and ever I never <laughs> seen like flat land like that yeah it was the first time so my you saw no mountain ridges that was like nothing. when you're going up to Illinois that's nothing. crazy you see trees and then trees and like hundred miles from there like you see trees you're like how do you even <laughs> see a tree over there how have you ever uh, have you ever been to Kansas Oh, it would blow your fucking mind. It's nothing there. Literally. It's a hell place. Like, there's just literally nothing there. Are you into Chicago? Yeah, I've been to Chicago. Have you been in the Sears Tower? Where you get to, like, yeah. stand and look down? Oh, it's so fun, man. The 111th floor. Yeah, it's cool. No, 103rd floor because they don't let you go all the way up. Gotta pause again. Fucking train. Just jump back in there. I know that you said that you were, like, we kind of jumped back in our conversation because we've been talking <laughs> loud and off because of all the noise, but fuck it. We're, we keep expectations low here. Is that train gonna hit? No, if you guys have any hit. questions... Sorry. You no. If you have any questions, fuck off. You get you you're out of luck, man. Like you, you can't ask questions to something that happened in the past because you might be listening to this in the future. But but I'll give you permission to imagine whatever you want. Yeah, but you fill in the blanks. You know, it's more fun that <laughs> <Exactly>. way. Um, <laughs> if you don't understand any of my words. Hey, I'm no, I, hey, I'm understanding all of it. So luckily, like, fuck the listener. Sorry, pal, but like, at least I got a conversation. Out of it. I'm having fun. Um, but when you were driving, what did you do in Chicago? Did you just stay there for a while? No, or? like, like I said, like it was pretty much like rollerblading life. Yeah. So Chicago, wake up, work, skate. It was pretty much like in Chicago, just wake up as early as possible, um, get in the car, go to a skate park, skate as much as you can, go get a drink, go to an next skate park, and yeah. skate as many skate parks as possible. Nice. It's the life, man. It was awesome. I love that city. I love rollerblading. I love it. I love that stuff. Very windy there. Very cold. <laughs> well, at this point, I remember... I went the first two times that I went to Chicago. It was actually spring, summer. So, yeah, Chicago weather then was really nice. Yeah. The last time I went to Chicago, it was really winter. (laughs) Fuck Chicago. Just bitter cold, like just painfully cold. We stayed at his sister's house, at my friend's sister's house, and Chicago is flat. We were just talking about that. On her garage, uh-huh. garage, <laughs> the garage. <laughs> it had like maybe just like a half an inch slant or whatever that's called. Uh huh. And it was frozen. Uh huh. And I went outside. I was the only person in the house that smoked cigarettes, so I tried to smoke as little as possible. But in one of those, I went out. Every there is snow everywhere. And I got on the driveway. Yeah. And I slid all the way to the road. <laughs> and it took you were me, expecting it. It took me no, like I I, I was expecting to slide. I didn't expect it to yeah. slide that bad. So <laughs> I struggled maybe like five minutes trying to get up and I start getting kinda of worried, like, wait, it's cold, I'm sliding. These people probably think I'm still smoking cigarettes. I can't get to the house. I was like 15 <laughs> feet from the house and I couldn't get to the house. I'm gonna die here. <laughs> I'm gonna freeze my ass, Colombian die in a driveway. Local Colombian man, <laughs> frozen to death because he couldn't stand up in a driveway. I couldn't like- Details at 10. Dude, like I try, I'm, I'm, at this point I was like, I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm an athlete, you know, I skate, I'm Yeah, strong. you're like, I'm in shape, I can get up, I can, I can balance. I couldn't go up a freaking, like it was impossible. There was maybe like one millimeter of ice and I could not make it. So I had to get on the grass. Which was like three feet of snow. Yeah. I got in the house, like I knock on the door, they open the door, and I'm like, they're still like shaking the snow. I'm like, what happened? You're like covered in like like water from the ice, and they're like, <laughs> you're just like shivering. Like, what's wrong with him? Like, what happened, man? I told my friend and my friend, he's like, poor Colombians, like, you guys have my years to <laughs> Next day, he Let's get did... you some hot cocoa. <laughs> Next day, he did the same thing. He was like, so you can make it up the driveway? And I was like, no, <laughs> show me how. And he could make it up the driveway. Get he you had some snowshoes. Snow <laughs> oh, man, don't feel bad. I've fallen on ice so many times, man. like... Just to like, but it happened the first time, like the first time experience where you're just like, I can't stand up. I'm going to die here. Like, that's, that's a horrible thought. 
Oh man. I don't know about you, but do you want to take a quick pee break? All right, cool. We're going to take a pee. You don't like onions by itself, but you like the, on the Chicago hot, on the... I don't know what's, I think it's like chopped pickle that looks like a jelly. Let me look it up real quick. I feel like we'll be able to look it up just on here. Or you got your phone? Just ask like what Chicago, Chicago style hot dog. That train's still going. Yeah, usually I can Google stuff on there pretty quick, but. All right, let me see. Chicago style, it says Chicago style hot dog with dill pickle wall art. Dill pickle. So just looking at it, it looks like dill pickle, tomatoes, chopped onion, and mustard. Yeah. No, I'm down with Chicago style. I yeah. feel like you could put almost anything on a hot dog and well, it'd be tops. Whatever that like light green, like neon green. Oh, like chives? No. Maybe that's chives. Green onion? Here. It's not green onion, it's like pickle but chopped, but it has kind of like a sweet sauce. Mm. I do not like that. That's the only thing I don't like about it. You don't like the sweet sauce? Whatever that sweet sauce is. I like just a little bit of it. Just a little in the Chicago style. Oh, the relish. Yeah, yeah, man. Relish. I feel like that's that's the one. It's a little more bitter or kind of has that sweet pickly taste. So, not down with the relish. In fact, that's a classic hot dog staple, though, when it comes to shit on a hot dog. Colombian hot dogs are awesome. <laughs> what, do, what do you put on a Colombian hot dog? They wrap bacon around the hot dog and then deep fry it. And Nuts. then they crush potato chips and they just kind of put the powder over on top of that. Yeah, and just like sprinkle put it. Pepper yeah. and whatever and put like a quail egg on top. Like Colombian and ham. Oh my God, man, they put all kinds of stuff. Why don't we do that here? Quail egg and ham, that's fucking awesome. Dude, we gotta get on this. I feel like the Colombian food is getting a lot of disrespect by not having, you know, that pushed here a little bit. Yeah, I'd rather have that than a taco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of tacos. I'm sick of tacos. <laughs> Bring out the Colombian hot dogs. No, that sounds way better, man. I, I'm taking, I, like, I want to use that as, like, here, I'll do a Colombian style. Do it. Uh, it's hard to get. Well, no, they got quail eggs at the store. You can get quail eggs basically anywhere now. Yeah, but. So you open the bun, you put ham, uh -huh. and then you put the hot dog that's wrapped on bacon. Oh, so you wrap the, the bacon in the ham, and then you have the quail egg on top? No, like you open the bread, yeah. and then you put the ham there like you're going to make a ham sandwich. Oh, I see. But the hot dog has like bacon yeah. wrapped around it, and then you just put the hot dog and bacon in it. Yeah, right in there. Mm. So do you do quail egg, do you just do it over easy so it's a little runny? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you just flashed yourself in the face well, with your. You just flashed yourself in the face with your flashlight on your phone. <laughs> I was like, what was that? <laughs> you like looked like you're like, who's there? <laughs> like I was waiting for the lining. Like what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. You like men and blacked yourself, or you like forgot what you were talking about. You got flashed. <laughs> I forgot everything now. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, oh, it's still going. Okay. <laughs> So where were we? Ah, uh, we were talking about Chicago style hot dogs. I know you. We were in the story. In your in your line in your story here. Um, you we were. You just got to Chicago, so you were in Asheville. You were at Food Lion. You met your friend. You said it was Nick. Nick. Yeah. And you went, got in the car. Like you became pals after a friendship. You went to Chicago. So then you were chilling in Chicago. Um, did something happen there, or did you move on from there? What like what brought you? Like what was the next? Oh no. Step? Okay, so. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, on one of my trips to Chicago, uh -huh. uh, Nick messaged me and he was like, hey man, one of my friends, Chris, uh, he's graduating from college. Uh -huh. He lives in uh, in Cleveland. Uh -huh. Would you like to go? I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. What's the plan? And he was like, you're going to come to Chicago? Like, you're going to Greyhound here? And then you drive with me to Cleveland and then you go back from Cleveland. So it's shorter, so it's not 24 hours. And I was like, whatever. Right. Whatever I can do not to be on a Greyhound. I don't want to. Not going to be on a Greyhound anymore. So <laughs> we end up going to Cleveland to his party. Oh. He's awesome. You know, like I met him. Um, he was like getting everything ready with me and his parents. And then he needed something. And he was like, you guys want to come with me? And we don't have nothing to do. We don't know the city. We're like, yeah, sure. So we went to his 
At the time, I didn't know where we were going, but we yeah. ended up in his glass shop. Okay. He turned out to be a glass blower. Oh. So the whole time he does subclass. Uh-huh. So the whole time. I was in his shop, I was like, oh my god, what is that? That's trash. Can I have it? You can have it. <laughs> oh my god, what's that? That's trash. Can I have it? You can have it. Yeah, sure. Now, like, I understand how he felt because I was feeling bad. Like, oh my god, I'm asking for all this glass. I'm feeling bad. Even yeah. if it's trash. Excuse me. No, you're good. Beer brings burps. It's all good. Now I understand, like, you know, like, he was definitely just trash. Yeah. But... I start talking to him about glass. This is the first time I actually like. I always like glass, mm-hmm. but this is the first time that I'm actually like. Mm. So what do I need to do? And he explained glass blowing, and it crushed my spirit because at this point, like, there was no way I could get like a setup. Yeah. Well, it's glass. expensive. Yeah, man. Like all no, of the rig and everything, or just it's not even that. But the like area, the whole time, like every like you know like every time you you see glass you you see glass blowing like Uh on a furnace so when you want to become a glass blower you see this equipment and you're like there is no way i can do that because i don't know where or whatever yeah so uh he explained to me like yeah i was like can we blow glass right now he was like no because I need to heat up the glass and to heat up the glass, like then you cannot turn it off. So it costs us like right. $3,000 every time we do it. And there is a lot of people here and you just guys came at the wrong week, blah, blah, blah. Right. So <laughs> it crushed my glass blowing dream. Oh, right then and there. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know there's hope because I've seen your work. So like, there's, some, there's something that keeps going. <laughs> he started it, but he, he, he collapsed my dream. Right. So years later, Another friend that, like, Nick is an artist. He paints. Yeah. And he knew another guy that painted. His name is Johnny. Mm-hmm. Like, years later, like, Johnny came to my house. He's another rollerblader. He came to my house, and he's like, he lived in South Carolina. He was like, you got to come with me to Hendersonville. There is an Apple Festival. We got to go there, blah, oh, blah, dude. blah. Yeah. And I know what you're time, talking about. The whole time, I was like, no, nah, man, like... You know, it's a different vibe. I'm Latin, and that's like Hendersonville, countryside. And I was All like, them rednecks. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to find there. And he was like, no, you got to come with me, please. I don't want to go by myself. Like, oh, my God, please. And I was like, fine, let's go. You know, he's my friend. Like, he wants to see art. He's okay. an artist. I yeah. go with him. So we got, like, it. we had to park, like, maybe two blocks from the main road. We park, we walk to the to the main road. We yeah. could go left or we could go right. It was you choose way, which way you want to go to see stuff. And the main road that we got, like we we're going up this road to go to the main street where everything was happening. Yeah. And I got to the corner and I look up and there is this lady on the other side of the road. Like the road was closed. Like every there was just craft and apple and candy and art. Uh-huh. And from the one side of the street, I saw this lady blowing glass, and I was like, oh, my God, is she blowing glass? She's just doing it in the street, like out in the open? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. She was doing a demo. She actually comes to Mountain Class. She was doing a demo there, and I, like, as soon as as I got to the table, she was putting this metal rod in some sand stuff with glass. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I think she was blowing glass. So I'm standing there, you know, like Just waiting. patiently waiting. <laughs> waiting for her to like keep going. Like yeah, I yeah. have my friend looking at me like, oh, I thought you didn't want to come here, huh? And now you're like. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me there would be glass blowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. So I'm watching and waiting for this lady. And then the lady started like explaining what she did and like talking to these other people. Like I'm on the side just like waiting for her to light that torch and start blowing glass and then she grabbed uh, wrenches and started hooking up her torch and that's when I was like no 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 (laughs) oh no (laughs) so I walked towards her and I was like are you done and she was like oh yeah I'm done and I was like no oh come on (laughs) and she offered classes and Uh like she told me what she did she showed me like what she was making she told me what she did like put it there give her a shout out do you know her name 
no idea. Oh, She's from Hendersonville, and she does. And she beads. blows glass. If you're in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and you need some glass blown, look for the stranger <laughs> that blows glass at Apple Fairs uh-huh. or at the Apple Festival. So yeah, after I saw her working there, man. Yeah. Uh, I remember like going all over the place, like next to my friend, thinking like, oh my god. I know what to look for when I get home. Oh my god, I can't wait until we get out of here so I can go home and like, you know. You're gonna shop for like a torch? Or like look for like a rig well, or whatever? I saw beads, you know, I like since... Yeah, glass beads. Since I'm learning English, like I don't know nothing about like the, the, the glass lingo. The lingo, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I went home, I remember, I went home and I googled uh, glass beads. <laughs> And then I bought a map torch. No, I looked for stuff. I remember seeing, this is funny, I remember seeing <laughs> mountain glass arts. Oh, and yeah. I remember looking at that, like, no, that's not, I'm looking for glass, oh. like, for glass blowing. He goes, no, fuck that. <laughs> Dude, you're not gonna believe me. I remember found a glass bit kid having mountain glass in Asheville. I remember I live in Canton. Yeah, yeah. And in Kendler. Kendler, yeah. Two. Um, <laughs> I remember looking for a glass kit. Yeah. Soft glass kit. And I couldn't find it. The only place that had it was like this weird place called Mountain Glass Arts. Oh. And it just kept popping up because it was ads. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's not what I want. <laughs> so I found in Stainmart in South Carolina. You you avoided Mountain Glass Arts because you're like, this is spam. I don't need this. <laughs> There's a website the whole time. I would have been a good glass blower by now. Yeah, if you only you knew. So you were buying from some some joint in South Carolina then? So Steinmart. Yeah. Steinmart or whatever that's called. Steinmart? Like the chain? Yeah, is it an S like green logo? It's like S T E I N. That one. You that's know what so weird. <laughs> so I found. Oh shit, Steinmart's got, my, got me hooked up. Yeah. On my way. They had like the glass bit kit that yeah. I needed it. For a hundred dollars, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so expensive!" Like yeah. a lot of glass blowing stuff is. Like, no, like at this point, I had no idea about glass blowing. Right. So I thought a hundred dollars for the whole kit was a lot of money. Ah, uh, which is a steal nowadays. So I start making bits in my kitchen with map gas. <laughs> I got, dude. I went all the way to South Carolina right. to get this kit. I come home and I'm like. I bet you were stoked. Oh my! <laughs> you were God, like it. I feel like banjo. I was like, I'm banjo. I'm banjo now. I'm gonna make bits, you know. I'm in it. I'm in the game, man. Like, glass. Like, I'm going to the top. I bet it was one of those. Like, if it was soft glass, it was like one of the. Was it like a fish or something? Like going the pre-made ones, where it's like no, this like is, flippy the fish or whatever it is. So it had like like seven metal rods. Right. It had bit release. Uh huh. It had like seven different types of color rods. It had this piece of metal to rest your glass, but it was just like a bent wire. Oh, so it was like a shitty tool rest. It was a hundred dollars for the whole yeah, set with glasses and everything. Can't all be top notch. The glasses were fifty bucks. My first pair of glasses was wow. fifty bucks. So I had my setup, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna need gas. So I went to buy a map gas can, ten dollars. I'm like, oh, they're cheap. So I bought four. Yeah. And I went home. Thirty minutes later, I was out of propane. <laughs> You're like, damn, gas goes quick. And you weren't even using like the compressed air and everything with it. It was just the straight up gas. Yeah, <laughs> it was just map gas, like the little yellow tanks that they put like, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So. It's that small, small little one that's like two feet tall, little yellow ones. Yeah, it's smaller than a one liter bottle of. So yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like super small. <laughs> oh so man! So each one of those were ten dollars. I yeah. remember there was one sale, and you can buy three of those for twenty-five. Uh-huh. But I keep doing that, and then I ran out of glass, and I was like, I'm done because I ran out of like ten rods, right. and I had probably like seriously over $300 on gas bottles, empty gas bottles in my... It's more on the gas, more on the fuel than the glass alone. So I was like, if that cost me $300 to do that, like, I'm done. I'm yeah. not going to do it. <laughs> and it's that, too much. That's when I stopped being a beat maker. Uh-huh. 
And that's it. I stopped blowing glass. And that was like, the end of your glass blowing career. For like five years. <laughs> Not really. It was more for like by the 2011. Uh-huh. So since I was skating, man, I I was meant to be a fucking glass blower. Yeah. Um <laughs> it was in your it was your destiny. I'm not supposed to say this, but <laughs> I was at the skate park and someone asked me to go to a store and buy a pipe for them because for some reason they couldn't buy a pipe. <laughs> They're like, I'm too young. Can you do this for me? Or like, I don't have an ID or I don't trust credit cards or something it was more like yeah they're just like they're <laughs> Please like get one for me like, just, and they're like they're like fine they're gonna steal my money if i ask somebody else they're gonna steal my money and then you're like juan carlos is a nice person he'll he'll set me up and you're like <laughs> whatever nice person, he won't <laughs> what a cool guy so i had to take my skates off uh-huh. and go to freaking help this guy you're like whatever. all right guy let's go let's whip you let's set you up his words were like, hey, man, can you do me a favor? I'm like, what you want? I don't like where this is going. <laughs> they just open a smoke shop, like, two yeah. blocks from here. And, like, I can go there. Do you think you can go for me? I'm like, dude, come on. I got to take my skates off. Can I go later? And he's like, like I'm dude, in a vibe right I'm now. about to leave. <laughs> I'm like, what do you need? And he's like, whatever $10 pipe you can find. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, go bargain for me. So I was like, all oh, right. Carl, such a cool guy. Give me your fucking money. Oh, man. I took his money, got on the car, and went to this shop. I remember it was a Sunday. Uh-huh. And I walked in, and there was a guy in the back working, doing something. I didn't know at this point what he was doing. You know, just working. So I walked in, and I started, I saw him in the back, and he said, like, give me a minute. I was like, yeah, fine. I started looking at whatever I was yeah. going to buy. Got to find the $10 pipe. And there was a sign that says, uh, glass blowing lessons. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm doing, uh-huh. he said, he thinks. So the guy comes from the back and he's like, yeah, what can I do for you? I'm like, yeah, I need a $10 pipe. And he's like, okay, this one? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> so he gave me the pipe. And I was like, hey, what about the classes? Like, how does that work? And he's like, well, you come here on Sundays, uh, uh-huh. and you pay 25 bucks an hour, and you can take a class. Uh-huh. I'm like, where? He's like, back there. I'm like, where? In a studio right in the back of the smoke shop? He's where like, was back this at? Um, Hendersonville, Josh Kitchen's glass shop. Oh, okay. So, I took a class with him. Yeah. Um, do you just do one hour? Do you do two hours? What was, what was your thing? Well, I went for... I told him that day, I was like, after I bought the pipe, I was like, can I pay for an hour now? Can I take an hour now or a couple hours or whatever? I was ready. Yeah. And he said, no, I came today because I got to work. I got an order to do, like, next Sunday. That was the longest week ever. Like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to be a glass blower. Holy cow, man. But I went and... He showed me a few things. I sucked at it. I still suck at it. Oh, get that. Uh, you, no. You're good. You're, no. I know there's a lot of good people out there, but you have a skill that you have a, you know, you're harnessing it. You're just being humble. Well, like compared to all these people, like, no, like they're good. No, I'm not. I, I, I know what you're talking about. There's definitely some pros out there that are like tops. There are people there that have been doing it half the time. I have been doing it. And yeah. they're way better. Hey, anyway. you're gonna you're gonna get to that point though is the thing. If you keep at it, no breaks. <laughs> no like the story breaks. Yeah. Story breaks. Fuck the train. <laughs> it already came and went. It, I don't think it's coming back for an eighteenth time or however many times it's come back by now. So where was it? You were um you had taken classes at the shop in oh, so That's pretty much how I got into glass blowing. Like that's when I took my first class, uh-huh. uh, he was divorcing his wife, so they needed someone to run the shop. And I asked him if I work for free, would you give me classes? And I worked with him maybe like a week or two. Yeah, I learned a lot. And uh, I remember I asked him what kind of stuff should I get, and he made a list and gave it to me. Like a week later, I come with all the stuff. I remember his face; he just looked at me and grabbed his head like. Oh my god, you were serious. He goes, you were, you were legit about this. You weren't just messing around. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was. 
Like, you think I was kidding around? This is this is legit, man. Like, six months later, like, I was like, this is why. Because he made me get the shittiest torch out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> he thought I wasn't drinking. Hey, serious. get this mirage here. It's 80 bucks. You're not going to regret it, okay? 80 bucks? <laughs> 80 bucks? More like 600 bucks? Yeah, for real. The kiln and everything. Oh, man. Man. What a story. It's gone a long way come a long way from colombia see like we were gonna do like a story from me coming from we can still US. talk about that i mean the thing oh, is well, well the, what i was thinking was i'll just do like i can break it and i can split it into two parts it's more of just the fact that like because we're sitting outside and i don't know if you're like oh man i gotta please to be like you can fucking talk all you want man because like this the thing is like i can split this into two parts like the listener is just <laughs>